0: El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do anything at all joining me today you know him you love him he's been on the show so many times he is the frontman of the fantastic rock band countless thousands and a budding local politician in the making ladies and gentlemen mike danger van gorder also joining me he is a fantastic comedian he is the co-host of the film drunk broadcast and a podcast about the Sopranos called Pod Yourself a Gun. We're always happy to have him here, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Lee. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown joining me as co-host today my favorite co-host of all no co-host jeff will be back next week though i do have a room full of guests though we're not all in the same room like we're social distancing obviously we are in separate parts of california all of us well
1: not why am i why am i doing this hey matt lieb is here hey i'm here and i'm in a separate part of california
0: we are all in separate time zones.
1: Mm-hmm. Matt, how's it going? Oh, it's going good, man. You know, just uh, just living the dream, uh, doing a lot of uh, podcasting. Uh, I I started learning to play golf. Uh, so you know, just trying to live my best coronavirus life. You know, I would say solid B plus.
0: Yeah, I mean B plus yeah. is all anyone can ask for. If you're
1: That's, if you're yeah. living an
0: A plus life right now, fuck you
1: yeah i don't even believe you you know unless you're bezos or elon musk like you're you're not come on
0: yeah and like, you're not you're not listening yeah. to this if you're bezos or well maybe bezos that
1: would be sick though if you did have some billionaire listeners and you could just be like hey could you uh be a patron but they
0: only listen to the free shit uh, that
1: would actually damn make you mark cuban
0: <laughs> hey also joining us danger van gorder Hi
2: everybody. You know, I was thinking like the heart is a room and if your heart is full of friendship then we are all in the same room of of your heart. Oh, we're all we in you. your
1: we're inside of your heart. Yeah. yeah we're all nice.
0: inside you right now. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: we're all up in them guts. <laughs> <laughs> we're scooping you out like a pumpkin. Correct.
0: What? <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, mm. so a visual. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, that means the grid hasn't gone down yet. So mm. that's a good
1: sign. Am I right? Are we worried about that? That's a new worry for me.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I don't. I, I think we're just worried about general anarchy and chaos.
1: Oh, sure. Sure, 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 I sure. mean, if you're
0: not like this is coming out on Monday,
1: like mm. we have
0: a war scheduled for Wednesday.
1: That is true. I'm, I'm very excited for the war. You know, I'm hoping <laughs> the good guys win and the baddies lose. But other than that, I am remaining nonpartisan. Whichever side wins, that's the side I'm with.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to approach it.
1: Like hey, listen, you know, Jews didn't survive uh, you know, multiple purges in multiple countries because, you know, we were partisan. <laughs> we survived because we're like, hey, whatever you say, <laughs> leaders of the free world, we'll just be over here doing whatever it is we do, keeping
2: our culture alive.
1: Keeping the culture alive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, what the, the rise of right-wing fascism for me has been like uh All right, what are my contingency plans? Let's see, create a social media account that has both opinions all at the same time and then delete the posts that have the (laughs) opposing opinion as soon as the opposition wins or loses, you know?
0: Doesn't work anymore, the Wayback Machine. They'll find those old posts.
1: Yeah, they will find those old posts, too bad.
0: And you're up against the wall. No one likes Mm, that.
1: I don't want to be up against the wall, dude.
0: Danger, how are you feeling about what's going to happen this week? (sighs)
2: I mean, I I I expect violence just because last week showed what minor procedural thing that the government was planning to do could be very much uh, disrupted by violence. Months ago, I was I was standing in this very spot, recording a, a an episode with Caitlin, and I said, you know, hey man, look, there could very much be a coup, and she's like, no, <laughs> like, yeah, there could very much be a coup. You can't have an actual army go up against a bunch of cosplay enthusiasts because it's just not gonna like the the, the odds are not in your favor cap wearers uh-huh. but i mean still like just the damage to the trust in this country is like i mean What trust at this point but like our our institutions are so badly badly shaken that yeah no i I, i'm sure that uh they're gonna proceed with uh um with things as normal but i mean like nashville had a gigantic bombing in its city center on christmas day and they talked about it for like six hours and then they just kept on trucking like
1: yeah no that was that was kind of just like uh it 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 just shows where we are in American history, where we're just like, you know, the answer or the question after that bombing was, "Well, how many people died?" And it was like, "Oh, it's just the bomber," and people were like, "Ah, oh. all right, moving on."
0: I mean, it did damage a Hooters, and I didn't like that. Those oh, are, that's fucked up, dude. Those are in a, those are an endangered species, right? Those there. are essential I mean, workers too, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. someone's got to get me my wings, and I want that someone to have big old titties. Hell yeah, dog. Show me them titties, girl. (laughs) Feed me them wings, girl. Feed me them wings off your titties, girl. It's Hooters. (laughs) That's my commercial (laughs) that I just wrote for Hooters. I hope they accept it. That was good. This is
2: the kind of cool thing that you were hoping to record on video, Adam. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm regretting that
0: I didn't pull the trigger on that.
1: Uh, That's too bad.
0: Yeah, Danger, you mentioned trust, and that's kind of what we're talking about. This week, because on that same episode that we recorded with Caitlin, we I believe at the end of that did our our predictions for how the election was going to go. I said Trump would lose and would refuse to leave. That's pretty much what happened. No. And I've been saying in regards to that position that if it comes to that, we're going to hit a point where we have to just sort of hope the police and the military do the right thing. Bing. And which oh, is a pretty man. big
1: gamble. It's a pretty big gamble because it, it really was the case where you know on the sixth, where you got to see in real time the police and the Justice Department have an identity crisis where they were just like, "Are we really going to do <laughs> who, this?
2: Who who are we serving right now? Yeah, who are who, we serving? What, what, what ends? What purposes? Yeah. What team? Yeah, are we Americans or are we this sort of it thing shows... that we've that that's been built for just us?"
1: I love the power of the right-wing status quo in this country. It really – because, like, if, if there was ever, like, a left-wing attempt on the Capitol, it would just be, like, a fucking bloodbath, you know? Yeah, there'd There's...
2: be an ion cannon from, like, a satellite <laughs> orbit coming down. There'd
1: be new weapons that were just, oh, we got we got a new ion cannon dropping right now. Like, they would be trying out new shit on us. I think, like, during the uh, BLM protests in the summer, they were like, uh, let's try out this sound cannon. Like, there was <sighs> – you know, like, they would bust out new laser guns and shit like that just like with the quickness there's but there's here's just, the thing if it yeah. comes
0: to that this time i i want that like i i want to see that's what i'm i'm kind of hoping for that we're gonna see like some alien technology broken out but but used against week. who
1: used against the right wingers hopefully yeah <laughs> I don't think they'll do it, man. I I, I think that, you know, they looked at them because you look at the Capitol and they were just like, well, well, we can't just mass murder all these people. As the
2: the son of a police officer, let me tell you that cops don't give other cops or their dumb kids tickets.
1: Yeah. yeah, And and that's the thing. Like they were looking at this as like, well, these guys are technically on our side. So, you know, maybe we can reason with them. And then like two of them got beaten to death or some shit.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't know if all of the Capitol police <laughs> approached it that way, but there obviously was some element of,
2: yeah, can we, can we first give a shout out to the, 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 the heroism we did see for members of the Capitol police. We saw that one, that one isolated African-American officer with his, with his hit and stick leading the, the, that giant parade of violent dipshits away from an extremely vulnerable Senate chamber, mm-hmm. to sort of like, I'm going to take you over this away and around this way. And I'm going to wait patiently Oh, is that
1: char- what he was doing? He that's was leading he was- them away. Yeah, like there's
2: there's one moment um, where uh, they they come to the top of his top of his staircase. He looks yeah. one way around. Like if you look that way, if you don't know what's there, that's the Senate Chamber. Mm. And like just past one sort of nondescript door was the Senate Chamber. And like instead of letting them sort of go exploring, he shoves you know Redneck Alpha. Oh, sorry wealthy comfortable suburban redneck alpha i don't want to yeah, go off say. as like yokels they're not yokels they're no, rich they're, comfortable they're all... suburban white people who they're... had the opportunity to fly to mm-hmm. dc on a weekday take the day off of work bring all of their paraphernalia and raise it high
1: yeah they they all own jet ski dealerships <laughs> right What's so, the, yeah, it's dude... so annoying because it, it, it's like i saw some leftist take that was like you know this was just shows the working class anger okay and i was like they were not working class they're just trashy they're, just because you're trashy doesn't mean you're working class they're, a cult. You they yeah, are they're a, a cult they are a cult
0: they're not there for the There's constitution no they are there the, the QAnon shaman guy mm-hmm. when the FBI interviewed him he went on a rant about Mike Pence being a child sex trafficking traitor. Yeah. That's who's storming the Capitol. These aren't patriots. That, they're cult that, members. That, that and my hero why, has
2: installed in the second most powerful position in the American government.
0: Because think, with all the unrest happening in this country yeah. with Black Lives Matter, you think the government doesn't want to put on a big show and show what they can do if people really rise up? And try the, the, to take the down the government? The show government. was
2: during the summertime, man. Kettling uh, and all the chemical, t- like the tear gas. Like, uh, th- there you was. You think it can't get worse
1: for- for- than that? Oh, it no, can absolutely it get can worse. It can get that, worse, yes. but the question is can it get worse? Um, will it Are, get worse for right wingers? And I just yeah. don't think so. Are I they going to
2: pull the trigger on people with whom they're like, you know, they got a point? <laughs> Zap.
1: Well, that's. And, and whole- a lot of it isn't like ideological. It, uh, it really is. They saw. Uh, a sea of white faces and they said well i'm not scared of this so it'll probably be fine and then it wasn't fine and they were like oh shit but like it, it, it it's not even ideological it's just kind of like you know subconscious racism where that it, it had they been a sea of black faces they would have been like holy fuck call the national guard
0: but there was also some degree of Planning behind this?
1: Oh yeah, oh and yeah, completely. There I, I, I was. I. I, I feel like.
0: About- I mean, we know there was some capital Police involvement. Yeah. Like they're they're <laughs> uh investigating. I think twenty Capitol Police right now mm-hmm. over their actions during this. Which, I mean, that's at least an indicator that it's not all of the police. But that still doesn't make oh, yeah. me feel better because what I'm afraid we're going to see on Wednesday or whenever this thing happens is. Maybe like military and police turning on each other. Like if, yeah. there, if there really are these QAnon elements within the police and military, which we know there are. That's what we're talking about yeah. today. Yeah. They took an oath and that oath is to QAnon. Yeah. So if shit goes down, are we going to see like cops just instead of pointing guns at protesters? Are they going to start shooting fellow cops?
1: Yeah, I. it is. It is you're right it is kind of interesting to see like um how large the faction is going to be you know with these like QAnon cops and QAnon uh military personnel and whatnot um but yeah i don't know i just don't, i don't i i just don't know that there's going to be an increase in violence like i, I and the reason i say that and i don't mean to sound naive but like after the capital Anyone who is like a serious right-wing militia person, right? Like like a, a true believer mm-hmm. saw that and said, well, we all just blew our wad. We wasted an opportunity to do some real damage. And now there's going to be a microscope on all of us. I think it's wrong
0: that people are thinking about this just as like politics or like mm-hmm. these are just your average right-wing extremists. That's not what QAnon is. QAnon is a cult. No, it is a cult. I I believe
1: it's a cult, but I think... Cult members
0: are willing to die for that shit Com- right,
1: completely yeah. all those people
2: that you were saying that like yeah you know we're we're cut off uh we've been disavowed or whatever to whatever degree the the executive branch has like cut ties or made it's it's not like we're on our own well we've already got all these guns and mines and bombs and hand grenades and the ion cannon from you know mm-hmm. command and conquer 1995 best game uh-huh. <laughs> <I'm> like, <thinking. laughs> like they're 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 gonna go rogue
1: you know like, no i i i believe they're gonna go rogue to me there was a few different types of right wingers out there 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 were like QAnon true believers out there who Can we call
2: those uh zip tie cues?
1: yeah like the there's the the zip tie cues but i also think there were like the zip tie old school right right wing militia not just anti blm black lives matter but like anti bureau of land management people the the right wingers that have existed you know forever right and i do think that there is a faction of those people who look at this storming of the Capitol as a low-key embarrassment and as like, uh you know, because of the fact that like at the end of the day, they didn't...
2: They're, they're setting it like mistakes were made. Here's where we went wrong. Yeah, we no. went it... in with too large a force. You That's know, not, like...
1: that, right. That's not to say there won't be cells that uh, try to pull off all sorts of like carnage and stuff like that. But I do think that like, I mean, if there is going to be some sort of mass organized violence, it's going to happen next week. That's when it's going to happen. And next, I, next week,
0: meaning when like next, next week on Wednesday during the, like, oh, well, I, I mean, as, as this is going up, as people are listening to it, that's this week, this goes up I'll, Monday. Uh,
1: Oh, right, right, yeah. So it's going to happen, you know, the, around the inauguration. I, I feel like the the juice that's left in this movement is still there, but I also feel like there is a serious fracture. I I feel like you already see the other cult leaders who are uh, also strong, you know, your Alex Jones and whatnot, you see them trying to be like, I'm done with Q! Q's bullshit! You know, like, like the, there's going to be people... And there's going to be a fracture in the right wing. And I think that needs to be exploited.
0: I, I think the reason that's happening, I, I honestly am still not convinced that these people didn't just kind of set themselves up for this. Because at some point, like we've been mm-hmm. dealing with.
2: talking about like the Joker, like uh, he wanted to get caught. He wanted to get taken into the major crimes unit. No, right. I'm not
0: I'm, yeah. not. I'm not saying these people are doing anything smart. I'm saying the exact opposite the the point i'm i'm getting at with all of this isn't mm-hmm. like whether the violence is going to happen like we yeah. know it's a possibility yeah 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 and if it happens do we trust the police and military to do the right thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is not no. join the fucking uprising because yeah, I, that's how coups work yeah. yeah coups don't succeed if you don't get the military on your side but if you right. do like that's what happened in egypt when they had that huge uprising like it Mm -hmm. wasn't going to chile in
1: 1973
0: yeah it wasn't going anywhere until the military was like well look this is what the people want
1: yeah military coups are how coups get done it's like if without the military rising up unless the country has no military you don't get a coup and even a military coup can be bloodless it's not to say that they're necessarily it has to be some well, sort of like not
2: necessarily in the taking of power, but once yeah. the military has power. Oh yeah, no, a it's lot never, of critics that the, get thrown the, out of helicopters.
1: Yeah, no, the coup is it can be bloodless, like the fucking coup to Floréal or whatever when Napoleon took power. It's like, but that doesn't mean there won't be you know blood later. Yeah. Uh, wh- I guess what I'm saying is that like without yes, without the military, um, or some sort of like national fucking police force it's not a fully realized coup and i which is kind of why on you know the sixth it was scary because you were like not exactly sure which way it was gonna go and at the end of the day there were Capitol police who did join in 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 the coup and there were ones who didn't and And that's so that's
0: my concern because we we saw a little microcosm of how it could go Mm -hmm. and it didn't go great like yeah. there like even if it's mm-hmm. only 20 or 22 that's a big percentage of the police force that was like yeah yeah this I think this is fine and yeah, like, you
1: don't need the whole the whole police force you just need a percentage of them and it is something that can get pulled off what's concerning about it is
0: in all three cases the Capitol police and if it comes to pass that the military and the regular ass police end up participating in this too in all three cases, we could have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. Like The Capitol Police, they have been sued hundreds of times since 2001 by uh-huh. black police officers. Now let me yeah. ask you
2: this. What's the normal amount of lawsuits uh, as a police department that you should be getting since 2001? Is it less than hundreds?
0: By your own officers? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, I would yeah. think. Okay.
1: Yeah. And Usually the- police are pretty uh, afraid of... To go against their own department.
0: Right. Let alone sue. And the thing about D.C., that city is 46% black. The Capitol Police are 29% black. Yeah. Meanwhile, the the D.C. Metro Police, 52% black. So the D.C. Metro Police are a little more representative of the demographics of Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. Compared to the Capitol Police, which is mostly white and apparently a lot of QAnon chuds.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, w- what I was saying before is uh, was without taking into ca- account an actual military coup, either done by the U.S. military or done by, uh, you know, the fucking rogue police militias. Um, and we're talking about just the citizenry that you saw there. You know, I I saw it as like for people who are true believers and are private citizen militias looking at QAnon folks going there to live stream and take, you know, fucking selfies and, you know, uh, uh, openly identifying themselves. Admit guilt. Hey, I'm here doing crimes. What's up? Hey, everyone, follow me here, here. And here's my social, you know, probably looked at this and said, like. We are blowing it. We're blowing this opportunity. And now, you know, you are seeing at least some movement in the FBI and the, you know, uh, Justice Department. Well, more so the FBI. You're not seeing much in the Justice Department trying to, like, identify and bring these people to justice. And it makes me think that, like, some of these right wing militias who are non-Q aligned are going to fucking... They're going to have to go rogue and they're going to have to do it without the fucking people who they can't trust because you can't trust the fucking cult person. You know, You can, they're, they're not stable and there's no demand. And that's the thing. Non-ideological. These people like mm-hmm. th- their ideology is kind of like status quo. They're, they are. There, but uh, you know you're in right, general want like power we want power we yeah. want to be on top but it this also depends
2: dep- on systems working for us it depends you know? on I,
1: what group you're talking about also though it like, depends on the group well i mean qAnon i think is uh is pseudo white supremacist white nationalist right but not in a not as openly white nationalists as some of their other the other people marching who were open white nationalists, like the yeah. Unite the Right people. Like those people were ideologically white supremacist and white nationalists. And like the QAnon people, they run the gamut. A lot of them are just fucking radicalized boomers who, you know, are just like obsessed with Trump. And Trump told them to do this, and they did it. And I think that was, uh, if not the majority, that was a gigantic percentage of the people at the Capitol were people who were like, "Trump told us we could do this. We were invited by the president well, yeah, of to course. do a tour and stop the steal." Yeah. And and so I do feel like without that leadership, without a Trump telling them how to organize, um, I I feel like what we're gonna see is a bunch of sell terrorist attacks and not but, uh, unless there's the military unless the well, military is involved and the police are involved
0: what about a group like the oath keepers like the oath keepers have yeah. been around since 2009 we're going to talk about them more later but mm-hmm. the the leader of that group has said several times if trump won't do this they'll just have to do it themselves like listen
1: i i totally believe that they that's will the try group,
0: that's the group that is mostly ex-military And that's law enforcement and Mm -hmm. some current military and some current law enforcement. So, what I'm like, the point of what I'm getting at here isn't like, are they going to succeed? It's how much do we have to worry about how pervasive this problem is in police departments, in the military? Because no one's tracking it. No one knows. Like, no, not, there is no one who can definitively say, Yeah, the military is going to do the right thing. Oh, no, of course not. The fucking top military general sent a letter, an open letter, to U.S. forces urging them to reject extremism and uphold the Constitution. You don't do that just to, like, troll the right-wingers. Like, Uh people are
1: concerned. Yeah, no, for sure. And they should be. I'm just wondering about groups like the Oath Keepers, uh, you know, or, or other militia groups, the fucking three percenters the Boogaloo um, boys. Yeah. Boogaloo boys or the fucking proud boys, you know, like what percentage of them, um, m- you know, are QAnon true believers or are Trump, uh, like they're basically, they yield to whatever Trump says. And I think there's, A lot of people who predate Trump who are like like the fucking, you know, um, three percenters um, who are going to try to do it on their own. The Oath Keepers are going to try to do it on their own. And there is going to be, you know, some, uh, you know, there's going to be more white nationalist terrorism, more right wing uh, terrorism. Uh, I guess the question that I have is like, what do you think the possibility of a continued Q-aligned and right-wing militia-aligned, uh, like, force is going to, like, actually try to do something as big as storm the Capitol. Like, do you think that there's— Well, they're already
0: you... calling for armed protests in yes. all 50 states on the same yes. day.
2: Like, people going into Congress with sidearms because yeah. that's their constitutional right, to mm-hmm. have a sidearm in the Capitol amongst the Congress. Like— yeah. Harvey Milk was assassinated by one of his coworkers. Well, to be fair, he was America.
1: he stayed up all night and he was eating Twinkies. What? Is that true? Yeah, you guys don't know I mean about the Twinkie defense? Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how, that's how he got off. That's how he was he he was not convicted because of the Twinkie yeah. Convent, uh, defense. Yeah. Famously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and, he killed himself.
0: And like if if it comes to that, if it's people at all 50 state capitals, that's worse. Like that's, Oh, no, that's I agree. Significantly worse because <laughs> We already saw with just a little bit of Capitol Police help, they almost got to the Senate chamber. No,
1: yeah. They almost were able to actually fucking get congressmen and senators and put them on fucking, you know, kangaroo courts and execute them like they were they were attempting to do that. And, oh yeah, yeah.
2: The, uh, gallows. What, who they they brought their portable gallows. <laughs> they brought from, a from
1: fucking noose. And, yeah. and and like the the most annoying thing about that was I was just like, God, you guys like even in your fucking revolutionary like you know justice like you still go with like a, a symbol of white supremacist racism like that. You, that was always yeah. the point,
2: though, dude. That's always, That's the, always point. the point. Point. Like, are yeah. trying to say, our old power, our white. Cast yeah. power yeah. is coming back
1: because we are reclaiming it. Yeah, like, no, so- it, it's 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 just like it's Jim so- Crow. Yeah, Ku
2: Klux Klan. the, well, the uh, post Reconstruction America, like they're they're trying to go back to a time when they could hit a black guy in the face and suffer no consequences. Hey, folks. This is Anna Valenzuela and Dave Yates from the Twelve Questions podcast.
1: We host a show about all types of people recovering from life's curveballs.
2: We ask unique and fun guests 12 questions to give listeners hope and inspiration.
1: Whether you've got addiction problems, anger problems, or just plain old getting through the days that feel the same, we believe recovery isn't just for clean and sober people.
2: So if you're looking for a pick-me-up at the beginning of the week, tune in to our show. New episodes released every Monday, available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're out there and you're feeling lost, we've been there. And we just want to
0: let you know, we love you. We love you. And now let's talk about the police, the regular Mm -hmm. police and Mm -hmm. white supremacist infiltration in the police. It is so common in law enforcement, they have a name for it. It's called Mm -hmm. ghost skin. That is short for ghost skinhead. And that is a white supremacist who refrains from openly displaying his racist beliefs for the purpose of blending into wider society and furthering his agenda. And it refers especially to racist activists within law enforcement. Mm -hmm. What's concerning about this is this first came to light as part of an FBI intelligence assessment from 2006, about white supremacist infiltration in law enforcement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No one's done anything about it. There are 18,000 law enforcement agencies in this country, and they have no like central means for screening applicants. All of them are rogue for all intents and purposes. They make their own rules. So all it takes is like the wrong dude to become chief of police And then your entire police force is going to be white nationalists. This is a problem that's just been proliferating for years and years and years. And now it's gotten worse under Trump and no one's done anything about it.
2: So add to that, a lot of the police uh, uh, responsibilities, let's call it, uh, up until, I don't know, 1970 or so, was enforcing violent racial caste. Mm. The job was... Hey, uh, are you anything less than the same shade as me? Well, then you need to be out of this city by Mm. sundown because then we can't protect you anymore. Like it was their job in a lot of places in America to enforce racial violence and segregation. Yeah. And so like those those roots stay there. I mean, you don't want to... We as Americans, we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to admit it. Like Germany... You go over to Germany and they're like, oh yeah, we did the Holocaust. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. super upfront. Like, I was apologized to in a toy shop in Berlin in 2013 <laughs> when the that world. Rules. Cup, dude, when the, the World Cup was on, and this woman's like, oh, so uh, America is going to be fi- uh, going to be playing against uh, Germany. So who are you rooting for? I'm like, honestly, Germany. Like, I, you guys, you want it more, and that's great. And I think it's uh-huh. like, well, I would vote, vote for Germany, but I don't think I should because of what happened. Like, oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. and you're like, what, what, what happened? What was it? Be <laughs> more specific.
2: Does that have something to do with the
1: bullet holes in your state buildings that you Well all- remember? The whole thing with the, with the Jews. Because we do, and it was super sorry. We're very sorry about that. Yeah, yeah no, we, but, we've, like, had they, no we've had no national reckoning. We've had no, we've had multiple failed attempts at reconstruction. Um, and yeah, our, our post reconstruction
2: yeah. was let's just build statues of Robert E. Lee.
1: Right, right.
2: Expressly right. said, don't put statues up. Of oh, yeah. Robert E. Lee, I do, We're not. We need to bury this this moment in American history. Yeah. And then all the white people, as soon as Reconstruction was over, as soon as the federal troops were pulled out of the they American South. Out, yeah. They're just like, oh, so we can go back to the way things were. We're just going to yeah. call it something else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Until all of America like reconciles that like, yeah, no, we have a racist past. And j- just because we exist in this moment and we didn't actually directly cause or contribute to those systems doesn't mean that we don't have a part in reconciling them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, if we uh, until we can get to that point and say, like, all right, you know, if I'm in a toy shop, you know, and uh, the uh...
0: here's the thing, though, if I'm lecturing anyone on this episode, it's going to be the fucking police. Like I get that white people in general need to come to terms with our racist past, but Mm -hmm. the police doing it first would be a great fucking example. to set. (laughs) Even in super duper liberal L.A., what Uh you're describing was the police's job. It was to keep black people contained to one part of Los Angeles while we put a bunch of housing laws in place that also helped keep them in one part of Los Angeles. So, like, yeah, everyone needs to come to terms with it, but I feel like the police coming to terms with it might help everyone else. Well,
1: right, because it's we can't like fall back on like what is, you know, this uniquely American individual responsibility ethos that goes like, you know, what what really needs to happen is that everyone needs to educate themselves and uh, do anti-racist training. And it's like, yeah, sure. But also systemically, the problem uh, is much worse than we all think it is. And we you know, the idea of like this mass scale anti-racist training is it's it's just not as possible as enacting change on a systemic level i mean that's what government is for that is what our institutions are for and that is what our infrastructure is for you know this idea that like well if everyone just read you know white fragility by robin d'angelo we'd all be better it's this very like kind of like a, a liberal notion of, like, how we're going to, uh, on an individual level, get people to be less racist. And it's like, I I think we should start with uh, our systems being less racist, cops yeah. being less racist, you know, homeowners associations being less racist, you know, economic rights for people of color and, and for black people especially. It's like, these these are things that can be done at a governmental level, both locally and federally. And that is the starting point. The starting point yeah. isn't, like, first... Every southerner needs to read some W E B Dubois. <laughs> uh Tanahisi Coates. Yeah. You need to read some Tanahisi Coates and then, you know, we'll all watch Black Panther together and then we will uh you then we'll talk about the cops. It's like, no, no, no. First and foremost. It's what?
2: also not yeah. like like I growing up I heard a lot of people tell me like, you know what? you got all these ideals, you got all the, you got, you got all these morals, you know, you should, you should be a cop. You'd be a great cop. And then I'd say, I don't think I would. Um, because I would just be constantly calling out like, Hey, this is a giant problem that affects people. Like I'm I'm Mm -hmm. too, I'm too sensitive. And then like, I see modern day, like, uh, you know, this black cop reported uh, uh, the, you know, this corruption problem and then uh, uh, he was fired. It's like, wait, like these are news stories that, that keep happening that like yeah. you report on your bros, your bros retaliate and then the yeah. problem isn't solved. And it's like, OK, well, I yeah. just wait. I just spent three years of my life trying to get into a system that didn't want me.
0: It's yeah. the blue wall of silence. And that, yeah. I think, is a lot of what is allowing this white supremacist problem in law enforcement to proliferate. Like one of the the stances these departments tend to take is, well, it's like they're free to be a part of whatever group they want. Like that's that's a free speech issue. And like we don't question other cops. And then even if you try to fire someone for it, police unions are absurdly powerful. They make it very hard to fire cops for stuff
1: like this. I mean, even just punishing cops for things that they got caught doing on camera.
2: Hey, this guy threw uh, this child into a vat of acid, and it's on tape, and he said, Haha, it's finally happening. Uh, uh, wh- what do you think we
0: should do? Two what weeks you- administrative leave with yeah. pay. Yeah.
2: yeah, he'll be riding the pine desk for uh, for, for three weeks.
0: Yeah. With pay. Everyone yeah. gets to try something like that once. Do it again, and we're going to crack down on you, bub. No,
1: we're yeah. not. One day we're going
2: to get rid of these vats of acid, but they're they're the real problem here.
1: I got to say the one uh you know the bright side of like uh liberal uh, incrementalism is uh the, you know the the putting body cams on all cops it was like it was a great experiment in how that shit doesn't matter and how systemic problems require systemic solutions not right. just you know because like all the physical evidence in the world yeah, of a cop we've, we've doing, got the footage Yeah, we've been we've, we've been got the footage, the footage. and then yeah. like the idea is well but if there's more footage then something will get done and it's like nah <laughs> that's not that's not at all what has happened instead like the, the, there's yeah those
2: cameras record a few minutes before you hit the button so mm-hmm. that uh like i've seen uh i have this bag of weed i'm going to place this bag of weed yeah this known ne'er do well uh, is so is, is certain. I've I've got him. Well, better hit the button there. Boop. Oh,
1: yeah. uh, look this? at all the weed. Oh, yeah.
2: what's the? Where did this come from? Oh, yeah. Blood. We're gonna throw the book at you, sir.
0: So so this report comes out in two thousand six. No one. Oh, yeah. No one does anything about it, and so unsurprisingly, in twenty twenty, now there's another report that comes mm-hmm. out from FBI special agent Michael German. And his report says that white supremacist groups have infiltrated U.S. law enforcement agencies in every region of the country over the last two Uh, decades. Region. As far as how bad the problem is, again, no one knows. This is a quote from him. Nobody is collecting the data and nobody is actively looking for these law enforcement officers. Put that
2: guy in charge of the FBI.
0: And this is another quote from a guy named Samuel Jones, who is a professor of law At John Marshall Law School in Chicago. For some reason, we have stepped away from the threat of domestic terrorism and right-wing extremism. The Mm. only way we can reconcile this kind of behavior is if we accept the possibility that the ideology that permeates white nationalists and white supremacists is something that many in our federal and law enforcement communities understand and may be in sympathy with
1: yeah and and wholeheartedly embrace in way too many cases and like I, it it's part of it it is part of the the culture of police to uphold white supremacy almost explicitly
0: right how deeply instilled is that in them because that's like that's what a lot of these people i mean if they're not qAnon types that's what a lot of them feel like is happening like this is mm. This is the point where the white race has has to stand up and like how many of those motherfuckers are out there and like, what are they going to do?
2: Yeah, I'd like to know. I'd I love would to love know. to know. Yeah. I mean, we can get uh, I mean, at
1: least lot. at least 10, probably 10 to 15. I bet if Dude, might maybe as high as 20. No, I, no.
2: I have seen some more progressive lawmakers and city council members and whatnot. And the, the, the call is starting to be formed for we need a study and we need a national standard for this kind of thing. Like that That yeah. sort of dialogue. Is, and that's honestly, that's the point of this episode, ladies and gentlemen, is we got to have a national standard uh-huh. uh, for what's like
0: because I mean, we need a purge. We need yeah. a purge we, of this element in police departments. Do you guys well, follow? I, mean, I saw in the
2: in the notes um, you are talking about a thing saying that like you can be a member of the KKK without participating in the KKK. So uh-huh. it's like okay, um, that first of all bullshit. Second of all, are we as Americans really like are we defending the right to hate people? Is that our right as an American? It's just well, to be that- like
0: that's all that has i mean yes like forever that has always been the argument about free speech is yeah you have to take the good with the bad right the aclu will also sue on behalf of nazis they do it all the time
1: and and that's the thing that is like that's part of living in a liberal democracy right the the part of living in a liberal democracy is the idea of upholding Civil, civil liberties, even for people who you don't agree with. The problem is, is that that it, just like everything that the right wingers do, that is morphed into this idea that what free speech means is not just free speech on a governmental level where like governments can't fucking stop you from speaking, but. From a private level, from an institutional level, it's why they they say free speech when they get censored on Twitter. Can- it's- cancel culture, cancel yeah. culture, and it's why they 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 scream, you know, oh well, our cops are allowed free speech when their cops are. Uh, organizing for white supremacy or you know uh you know explicitly saying uh my beliefs are in a white ethno state and then people go like well you know everyone's allowed their opinion go like no that's not how this works this is that they are an employee of the state and as an employee of the state they're held to standards the employment standards that exist the idea that well we can't do it because you know it's free speech in america it's like that's not you you're bastardizing the idea of liberal democracy for your own ends which are uh vastly anti-democratic and illiberal
0: you saw that with the Capitol rioters the i don't remember the name of the like actual congressman who ended up getting arrested but when they asked him about it he was like it's my first amendment right it's like are you that dumb
1: are you that like, dumb? You think and, and, your First Amendment rights let you storm the Capitol? Yeah, yeah, yes. They And, and I, I would believe that some of them do because of the fact that that has been standard right-wing propaganda for decades. Yeah. For decades, it is the idea that you're— individual whims following your individual whims is your ideology your ideology explicitly says it is okay to follow your individual whims and no one can stop you from that that is what we believe there's no there's no daylight between those two things i do what i want and that's what my religion is basically that's what my belief is so yeah yeah, of course they're going to be like well the constitution says that i'm allowed to storm the Capitol because everyone has a right to free speech in this country and it's like yeah they they've been told this by right-wing media forever and all of their right-wing re- republican uh, fucking, uh leaders have basically fed this lie Yeah, and now they're dealing with the consequences of it because you take it all to its logical end and it's just like at the end of the day you know this idea of like kind of gaming the system with minority rule and redlining which is like is anti-democratic but they keep saying, well, we're a republic, not a democracy. Uh, you take it to its logical end and none of these motherfuckers believe in democracy anymore. Yeah.
2: No. You see no. a lot of graffiti in my in my neighborhood of like count every legal vote. It's like they did. Mm-hmm. They did. But you don't think you happen to not think that a lot of people who happen to be black and brown, uh, that their votes count. Yeah, because it, right. it, it sort of goes against what you what you want.
1: It's a, it's the passive and active citizenship kind of like dichotomy that existed in like early republics which was like uh, you know a passive citizen uh like an active citizen was a landowner or a white person or someone who had money and you know uh, a passive citizenship were the you know the the poor the the black the you know basically like and the active citizens can vote and have political rights and the passive citizens don't mm-hmm. and you know it, like They love that system and they want to go back to that system. So when they say, you know, count every legal ballot. Sure. They're like talking about like, well, a lot of it was like people sending in votes and double voting and whatnot. But a lot of it is also just like, I don't believe you legally as a black person uh, should have the right to vote. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I feel like something is wrong because I've been turning on the One American New- News Network every single oh, day. God. I read, oh, God. I read the forwarded emails that my friends send me saying, Oh, like, my God. Here's how many votes there were in America. Now, if yeah. we divide by this particular number mm-hmm. that I just pulled out of my ass, we get it- this number. And why are these two numbers different? Because it's like, dude, the, you, your back of the envelope math is yeah. not the same as 50 secretaries of state all individually saying, list of whatever political party to which they belong these votes are good we're certifying these votes and we're done you know i
1: mean you can't you can't convince these people of no. uh of this because they and listen here's the they don't thing. believe any of it
0: even if we stole this election the republicans stole 2004 and 2000 so it's still <laughs> yeah. like two to one and 2016 <laughs> well,
1: yeah. so let's yeah. i mean not let's really that in there too
0: let's talk about the military now because mm-hmm. uh it's kind of the same thing. Like Mm. they also have a history that is rooted in a lot of racism Mm -hmm. to the point that there are still 11 or 12 army bases that are named after Confederate generals. Right. Like Fort Bragg is named after Henry L. Bragg, who is a secessionist who never served in the army. He only fought against the army. Mm -hmm. He owned 89 slaves Fort Bragg is one of more than a dozen bases named after Confederate generals. And like when people get mad about it and bring it up, the military's like, nah, it's what it's always been called. We're just gonna call it that. Mm-hmm. And like that's a pretty overt nod to yeah. racism and mm-hmm. yeah. like slavery. And it's like embracing that history as a thing deserving of building monuments to it. So Yeah, like, it's Of course, it's a problem in the military.
1: It's so ironic too. the um, the claim on the right of like, you know, the the left is trying to take away our history. And it's like, that's not at all true. The left isn't trying to take away history. The left is trying to get you motherfuckers to acknowledge history. (laughs) Yeah. Like you. The problem is, is that you think taking away history is when we tear down a statue of a slave owner or tear down a statue of a, you know, a Confederate general And that's not taking away history. That's putting history in its proper context. Like you not knowing history is the problem here. Or or you openly embracing the darkest parts of our history um, is an issue. You know, like these people do not understand history. They only understand cultural narrative. And their cultural narrative is much stronger than their will to like, you know, uh, see equality or anything you know like the, like th- they, their ideas about racism are not thought past like fucking individual experiences that they've had and also just their kind of like general fears you know yeah but their their ideas their like cultural superiority or at least they're you know like the fact that they need to maintain their culture are fucking so deeply bred in them that you take down a statue and they go you're taking away our history and it's like no dude no, you man. just don't know that history yeah the, you just yeah or you,
2: you don't want to acknowledge the cost of that history that's yeah i think it's like well i know like i grew up with general lee driving around and the dukes of hazard it's like okay so we sanitize that and the deep yeah get it? it seems sanitizing with like gone with the wind of like the, the these horrid horrid stereotypes mm-hmm. in these classic films it's like that is a ske- you got that is a skewed version mm-hmm. of history. Like America seems to love losers. Oh, we, yeah. we have a weird relationship with winning and losing because like <laughs> the Confederacy are the biggest losers in the history of the American Republic. Like they yeah. just lost, but like we decided at some well, sorry we didn't, but the, the 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 South and then anxious white people who are like, why are all these black people moving into my town? I don't like mm.
1: this. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: those people decided that, you know what, uh, uh, yeah, the, the antebellum South, It truly was a remarkable time and worth celebrating, and also to protect our own uh, uh, share of, of the white cast, which, I mean, I'm looking around this room. We got a lot of white dudes in this room right now, but, like, we're all trying to trying to shed some light on, like, hey, man, we don't want to benefit from this system anymore. Mm-hmm. The system is bad. It mm-hmm. is flawed it is based on a romanticized idea that was never true you know like even the, like the, the plantation life you think about it how many what was the percentage of people who owned slaves versus just poor people mm-hmm. white black whatever it is like like you're defending the richest people yeah. like the the, the well, most like that's a thing that happens now thing. like that's yeah, what they're
0: that doing is, now that's right like that's yeah. not that's that's a thing that's never changed
1: yeah, we what's, love defending our oligarchs, uh, you know, current and past.
0: What's crazy about these bases to me that are all named after these Confederate generals, Uh uh-huh. none of them were named during the Civil War. No, like it's, it was it's not like during
1: a, the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah, it was
0: between 1917 and 1942 is when yeah. all of these oh, oh, that, were named. Is that,
1: is that when they were named? Yeah, yeah which that's was right, a, yeah. a
0: pretty groovy time for black people in this oh, country, yeah, baby. Yeah.
1: People loved it.
0: Yeah, and that like that's when During the, the Confederate resurgence flag, of the of the KKK. That's when the Confederate flag no, becomes a thing too. With. Is in like the 30s and 40s and shit. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and like there are examples of the military just blatantly accepting white nationalist members, KKK mm. members. <sighs> like all throughout history well, we, we
2: need that guy there's we need one need chuck there's a story yeah. that
0: happened at Camp Pendleton in 1976 called the Camp Pendleton 14 and the Camp Pendleton 14 is a group of 14 black marines who attacked a group of fellow white marines who were holding a clan rally on the grounds ah. of Camp Pendleton those 14 soldiers who attacked them went to jail. I will link to an article on the website. I don't know if you ever, if either of you read it, but it's from 1976. And the whole tone of the article is, listen, this is a free speech thing. If they can attack us, they're going to attack you next. We need to put those soldiers in jail. And, like, there's nothing at all. Like, the punishment for these soldiers who were holding this Klan meeting, the leader had to transfer to a different base. Which he, submit, which he did not submit. Which he did not submit too willingly. He had to be forced.
2: And this like, is California.
0: That's California, yeah. baby. Nineteen seventy-six. Oh,
1: bicentennial.
0: So surely that's changed now, though, right?
1: Like, oh yeah, everything's everything's chill and normal like, now.
0: I'm sure we expunged white nationalism from mm-hmm. the military by now, but no. As recently as <laughs> February 2020, a group of Army and Navy officials told a house subcommittee that membership in a hate group isn't the same as participation in a hate group so it's Cannot fine figure
2: this out i can't figure this out like yes it is like do we seriously are we so no, afraid no of course it's lose, bad faith are we so afraid to lose the you know what let's just say 3% of the american military who would who would go to one of these kkk meetings or whatever whatever fraction of people like like are we so afraid to kick them out of the military and say like hey you know what that thing that you think where like the guy serving next to you isn't as as uh human as you are that's kind of a kind of a deal breaker for us uh so good luck go go away now like is that I, I like i i don't know
1: i'm i i, I do not see it as them being afraid of like losing um good men in the military i and, i do s- and
2: women sir please
1: n- uh, sure there's a w- lot of women Lebanazis can be, be kkk yeah yeah um i don't see it as them being like oh you know we're, we're afraid of losing these like good soldiers because they don't give a fuck about good soldiers if they're trans they don't give a fuck about good soldiers mm-hmm. if they're gay you know it's like they they will lose fucking translators uh, yeah. and people who the, the military desperately needs to actually you know meet the objectives that they set for themselves in these like imperialist <laughs> war schemes but the, but it's ideological. it's ideological. it's a, it's an inherently conservative institution and part of modern conservatism and also you know previous conservatism yeah. is the belief that uh, it is okay for you to hold beliefs and memberships in uh, in groups, that uh believe that there's racial hierarchies it's i mean it's part of it's traditional it's traditionally conservative in america yeah so you know yeah it's it it, they're not afraid like oh we're we're gonna lose like the the best guy who ever cleaned a toilet with a toothbrush (laughs) or a really good drill sergeant you know they they're afraid that they are going to you know, I, I, I mean, it's they're not afraid. They just they don't seen, care. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Jefferson Davis. <laughs> potatoes. Yeah.
1: He peels a great potato. So um, he's really good at doing soap beatings on gay recruits <laughs> Uh, like he's I mean, we can't lose him.
0: Yeah. So in that same House subcommittee meeting, they also said they have no reliable data on how many service members had been discharged for espousing white supremacist ideology to which Jackie Spire replied, "I am flummoxed by what I've heard today. If you're a member, that's an activity. I think we need to take a look at that." <laughs> yeah, but no well one said did.
2: Jackie Spire.
0: This yeah. was all happening around the same time. The Military Times, which is a publication for military members, Ovs. they conducted a poll of active duty service members regarding how much evidence they've seen of white supremacist activity within the military more than one third of all active duty troops and more than half of minority service members say they have personally witnessed examples of white nationalism within the ranks in recent months 36 percent of troops who responded have seen evidence of white supremacism in the military up from 22 percent in 2018 Mm
2: -hmm. now did they account for people who perpetrated the white nationalist (laughs) violence Or or was that left out? Or they're like, I don't think this applies to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Overall, troops who responded to the poll cited white nationalists as a greater national security threat than both domestic terrorism with connections to Islam Mm -hmm. as well as immigration, which, yeah, duh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. These are the people
0: with guns and bombs
2: in America who are using guns and bombs in America yeah. Granted, we've had our we, we've had uh, instances of people who don't live here bringing violence to our country, but kind mm-hmm. of on balance, the people who do violence in America are Americans.
1: It's not even close. It's like no. you know, people are always just like, "Well, nine 11 Well, you know, like uh, the two ISIS mass shootings. And then you look at like just the year of, you know, 2019 or just the year of 2018 or 17 or 16. And you look at the mass shootings and you go like, yeah, we're doing it a lot more here. Yeah, we're doing a lot more domestic terrorism and ideological hard right wing terrorism. That is it's a bigger deal. Yeah, it kills way more people. Here's another
0: quote. Historically, this has been a problem for the military. We've been pushing the Defense Department to take this issue more seriously since 1986. There are certain parts of the white power movement that value military experience and are often recruiting there. That is Cassie Miller, research and investigation specialist for the Southern Poverty Law Center.
2: Well, it's 1986, and I've just been told there's some white people that want to serve in our military. And Well, hang on. Let me check my for. Oh, I'm white, too. Well, I'm going to keep
0: ignoring the AIDS crisis. And see here, yeah, here's the thing. Like, that is a story as old as time, where Mm. back then, when the enemy was communism, Mm -hmm. like, I bet our government didn't mind these people at all, because they were all scared of communists, too.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah exactly i mean that's that is that the, you know that's the always been the connective tissue um outside of like actual you know sharing racist ideals um with the hard right w- with the racist right wing has always been like you hate communism i hate communism fuck it you know <laughs> like it's always been the connective issue yeah these guys are like you know conservatives love uh racist because racists are also uh super pro-capitalist and you know they're they're fucking you know traditionalist capitalists it's like the worst kind
2: yeah. yeah and there's a there's a foot soldiery element to that of like you know what i'm gonna let them enforce the violence while i just mm-hmm. sort of kick back over here with the mai tie and let my property values go up it's like yeah. you know what i my my heart feels <laughs> for those nice people who are you know Maybe they just wanted a better way of life, and uh, or maybe they were just just unlucky. But it, I don't know. There, there is a certain fr- like frame of mind which I can't figure out. Like I, I've had numerous arguments with my family where it's like, "Hey, you know yeah. what? There's not a finite amount of success and security in the world," right. and they come back with, "Yes, there is." Or it's like that—that this this mentality of like, you deserve everything that's ever happened to you. If things are going well for you, mm-hmm. well, that's because you did the right things and you worked hard. It's like, well, what about, I mean, isn't black wealth like 10% of what white wealth is? Well, do they work hard? It's like, yeah, yeah, man, a, a lot of times they got like three jobs because.
1: They, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's also a precedent when it comes to uh, um, inherited wealth and uh that that, that sort of thing home ownership being the primary vehicle of wealth accumulation which blacks yeah. were locked out of mm. until kind of recently doesn't let uh de- you know you don't get to go out and buy a house because you're like hey we were we were mistreated for since the beginning of time can we have first crack at this we've got we've got like 76 yeah. you know 100 in the bank
1: no you, you're gonna that's unfair to, to white people right yeah
2: yeah,
0: yeah it's, so yeah so as bad as all this sounds it actually gets a little bit
1: worse Oh, sick. Wouldn't at least, be on Pops if at it didn't.
0: in terms of white supremacist activity in the military. Mm. Uh, back in 2009, a Department of Homeland Security analyst named Daryl Johnson wrote a report about the threat of far-right extremist groups to national security. He had spent 15 years studying domestic terrorist groups, particularly white supremacists, as a counterterrorism analyst and... The reason he wrote the report, this is such base level thinking to me, but he wrote the report because he was like, oh, we just elected our first black president. White nationalists yeah. aren't going to like that one bit. No, uh, no that's probably
1: a thing we, to should, that.
0: we should look out, look out for. White
1: <laughs>
0: And so he, he writes this report and puts it out and it generates so much controversy that his bosses at the Department of Homeland Security end up repudiating his findings. And the thing he said that was so crazy that upset people so much, this is the quote, DHS is concerned that right-wing extremists will attempt to recruit and radicalize returning veterans in order to boost their violent capabilities. Yep. And conservatives lost it. This is a quote from Michelle Malkin. It's no small coincidence that Napolitano's agency disseminated the assessment just a week before the nationwide April 15th tax day Tea Party protests.
1: Uh uh Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Tell on yourself, girl. Tell on yourself.
0: And so not only did the Department of Homeland Security succumb to all this controversy where conservatives, basically conservatives were like, you're painting every conservative as a possible terrorist. No man, like, no,
2: he's just the just the possible terrorists.
0: Yeah. Just the ones with the military training who white nationalist groups are. Go- and he didn't even say they're going to join. He yeah. said, it it, it like said he they're being even... targeted. He said these groups will be targeted. Yeah. And conservatives were like, no, take it back. Take it back.
2: Culture war, man. And so that's all that's all the conservatives have is just culture war, grievances. Yeah. I mean, because every every policy they've ever pushed forward is just let's put more money in the hands of people who already have too much. So all they have to Mm -hmm. go on to to get to to get regular old Joes like us is just uh, sorry.
0: It gets worse (laughs) because not only did the Department of Homeland Security repudiate the report. Yeah. They also cut. The number of mm. personnel studying domestic terrorism that yeah. was unrelated to Islam yeah. canceled a bunch of state and local law enforcement briefings and held up dissemination of nearly a dozen reports on extremist groups.
2: Was this in the Obama
0: administration? It, well, here's the thing: as mentioned earlier, this all happened in 2009. Mm. So the Obama gets elected, and this guy's like, "Oh shit, white supremacists are going to mm. hate this." The other thing that happens in 2009. Is the exact thing he was worried about. The Oath Keepers were founded in 2009 in response to Obama getting elected. Mm -hmm. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: probably the group that poses the biggest threat when it comes to just deciding to rise up, because these are all old motherfuckers who have nothing else to live for but to take down a child sex trafficking government.
1: Yeah, like they made
0: up. That group was formed at the exact same time conservatives were like, don't say that. You can't say that.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, I mean, just on a rational basis, it's like, yeah, of course, the returning military from our regime change war (laughs) uh, is going to be very susceptible to radicalization. I mean, of course they are like literally, you know, this is this is what happens with American fucking imperialism in general is like you know, especially as we run out of enemies to invade, we just are like, yeah, but we have this ethos, and um, hey, you know what's a good frontier? Here, America. Let's just bring it home, and it's so easy. It's so easy to radicalize these people. Yeah, and the, the and the liberal response was racism
2: is over yeah robberage we did it guys oh who well that's a whole lot of arms you're bringing in here a lot of Mm -hmm. lot of zip ties but you know what Uh, racism
0: is over that that was our plan with the internet too when the internet launched all these liberal dipshits were like look once people have access to this much information it's going to break down all our barriers we are uh-huh. not going to have to deal with racism anymore because we'll all understand each other. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Stormfront.org went online in 1990,
1: Yeah, like oh, immediately God. upon the mm-hmm. Internet being
0: uh, a thing. They were yeah. like, here we come. We're ready. Yeah. So, I mean, the, what do we think? Like, is there going to be I think be everything's going to be chill. You think it's going to be? Yeah. <laughs> probably. We're all probably making a big deal out of this for nothing.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I obviously am concerned about any kind of uh military or you know police militia rogue police fucking um or you know fucking straight up just police uh attempts at cooing um and and i just yeah i i don't know i'm you know it's it's a question of how much you want to worry that's where i'm at with uh, I mean, just the last four years of this fucking, you know, country is like, what is the appropriate amount to worry? And um, and I've kind of like I've found that my kind of even keeled worry, like the, the low simmering worry that I've had is like been at like a, a nice broil, a nice bubble for, you know, the last ever since the election, you know, uh, ended and didn't end. And uh, now I'm just like, you know, should I readjust? Um, Because, like, I knew the Capitol fucking uh, I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know they would get in. Um, Yeah. And and now I'm like, okay, I don't know what these people are capable of. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: this is this is the point in the Trump administration where I'm actually the most worried. Yeah, because this is. This is the point where it can go from, okay, he's a shitty president. We got to vote him out to, oh my God, Trump's are going to be in office for like 40 years now. It really does feel like we could be on the precipice of that. This feels like, like if you're a football fan Mm -hmm. and your team's ahead by a couple scores and the other team comes back and scores once, they're going to, they're going to try an onside kick. Mm -hmm. And it's a very rare thing. Like it's very rare for that kind of thing to work. But yeah. when it does, you're like, oh fuck, I thought this was over. Yeah. And now they got it feels like Trump recovered an onside kick. And now I'm like, is he gonna yeah. score now? Like, are we gonna blow this at the last minute? And yeah. I don't know. I I feel like he's gonna leave. I feel like he'll be out of office, but I don't yeah. like these people aren't it, gonna his leave. His
2: blessing is gonna carry a lot of weight for yeah. a long time. And
0: I'm I'm actually more worried about stuff breaking out at state capitals all around the country which is worse yeah
1: yeah no i mean it's 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 definitely uh more dangerous in terms Mm -hmm. of like you know rather than living in a hell world where you've got you know a a right-wing coup you're living in a hell world where you have to worry about domestic terrorism wherever the fuck you go like that that obviously is equally scary you know or at least it is on par with being as scary as a as a right-wing coup it's just a question of like Uh, i mean i i'm kind of of the firm pretty firm belief that uh you're right in just calling this straight up a cult and i think um and i do believe that a majority of these people um are just radicalized cult members and to me i'm of the firm belief that trump is in control of this faction and that without trump if he were to get completely cocked, which I don't see him doing, and decide to temper his fucking you know rhetoric, which he will never do, he's only going to ratchet it up. I guess I'm saying you'll know an attack is happening because he will call for it. That I see as being the most imminent threat is him just deciding... He's fucking, yeah.
0: already tempered it a little bit. He's put out two videos yeah. where he's like he he in one of the videos literally said those people don't represent America, and all those <laughs> and, people and, did was start calling Trump a coward, and they yeah, were like, "Well, we're gonna have to do it ourselves." Yeah, and The liberals yeah. all came out with like, "Is this a new softer tone?" Yeah, no, no and it's but, shut but that's
1: the. No. It's it's never a new softer Trump. He is he is driven completely by by profit, but also by ego and instinct. And I, I I think with him, he you know in the moment feels like uh I'm you know he feels good about being someone who I I actually do believe in that particular moment. The the most recent video, he is just um. Being low key, like cucked by Mitch McConnell, who I like. Mitch McConnell is probably like, listen, I will whip up the votes to get your ass um fucking convicted, and you'll never be able to run again. I think he he is a fairly calculating person. He does run on instinct and whatnot, but uh, he he is also calculating. And I think one of the things he's calculated is like he his plan is to run for president for the next four years. And he, he can't do that if he is legally unable to do that, you know, if he's convicted by the Senate. So I don't know. I I, I, I think it's entirely possible that he is trying to just get in good graces for just long enough for all the Republican shills to, you know, be like, ah, you know, fucking kushmoo. Yeah, these things happen. Let's all move on.
2: Who, who, who doesn't own zip ties? Who doesn't own zip yeah, ties? Yeah, everyone has who, zip ties yeah. in their pocket. He should uh, want and- zip tie handcuffs.
0: He should want that impeachment trial to start immediately. Like he should I mean, want it to happen while Republicans still control the Senate. Like if it yeah. happens after that, he's
1: fucked. Well, I mean, that's you know, that's part of you what know, if Mitch Kamala McConnell's Harris thing? votes
0: not to impeach him. No. <laughs> Damn you, Kamala.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I do think that like his plan is to run for president for the next four years, and so he's, it, all, you know, I, I, I think he is trying to. Make sure that that happens and that he is not convicted, because I think that is something that he, you know, it's part of his game plan is to run. Yeah. He can't. if and, and if Republicans were fucking smart, which they're not, they're they smart. would they would realize that they're fucking, you know, that they're their fate being tied to this one unstable fucking f- like hamburger addict. Unhealthy. Is, yeah. Uh, unhealthy, unstable, fucking lunatic it's not it's not fun like who who in the senate or in congress enjoyed sucking his dick for 4 years like that's insane to me like these people are fucking piss pigs if they were like oh yeah i'd, I'd like to do that for another 4 to 8 years are yeah, you the,
0: insane the hard times just ran an article and the headline was we told ted cruz his wife is ugly and now he does whatever we say <laughs>
1: Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's pretty great. Shout out to Bill.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I guess we'll see what happens. Good luck, America. Good yeah. luck.
2: I mean, it doesn't. I, I think that the 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 actual police forces and the actual military have been embarrassed enough of like, why did it take the military so long to get there? Oh, well, we don't know. Uh, why were you able to get stormed so easily? Oh, well, we just didn't uh, think it was. Why did this cop die because he was beaten with a fire extinguisher? Like that's really, I think, what's going to turn it around, and you're going to see more. Like, God, just it. I'm reminded of the Blue Lives Matter flag,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and just how that just went completely out the window. We're like, we're gonna beat you because we respect you so much. Yeah, one <sighs> of them, way, like,
0: one of the cops said that one of the pro, like, he was getting tased repeatedly, repeatedly, and one of the protesters said, kill him with his own gun, with his own gun, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. So but tell me, more about how, yeah, tell me more about yeah. how blue lives matter. You it, fucking was always, it,
2: it was always a stunt. It was always a means to quell the uh, the reaction to police brutality. It was never about the blue lives. But, like, it doesn't take the whole army and it doesn't take the whole police force. It takes, like... At like 10, it takes 5%, it takes 3%, it takes some dedicated people who are going to find themselves where they need to be in the moment where it matters and to open the door or to to light that fuse. Like, why in the hell, why in the shitting hell were the panic buttons pulled out of Congress, of Democratic and progressive Congress people's offices? Yeah. Like, why were they all ripped out? How did people know they were there? Why were they ripped out? Like, there's clearly... All you need is for uh-huh. you need a Trojan horse, you know. So like, yeah. I look, I would be, I, I'll, I'll be amazed if in the next when does this come
0: out, Adam? Monday. Thank you.
2: I'll be amazed if in the next three days there is no violence, but I will not be relieved because those violent elements are not going anywhere. They're just waiting for the next call to arms.
0: Yeah. I think this is going to be the enemy we fight for the next few years because America loves a war. America has defense contractors that we need to keep paid and employed. Like we have this whole war machine that generates a lot of money and it's what like that's why the like republicans at the end of the day they're never really going to embrace trump cuz he doesn't love war enough like that's yeah. why john bolton quit cuz he didn't want to bomb iran mm-hmm. so like they want an enemy to fight and with a biden administration in place white nationalists mwah, what mm. a what a delicious delicious enemy for america to have to combat with joe biden in office like, There's yeah. going
2: to be a lot of spillover of like, hey, <clears> any leftist <throat> popular movement, uh, well, we got all these two, all these weapons lying around, so let's use them on them too, make sure that they don't uh, – because well, we, we got unity. We got – everybody has to we, – we all got to stand behind and, and, yeah. uh, and reject all of these violence.
0: I also said this last week. Like I feel like we will get some justice reform out of the Biden administration, and if that results in a lot of people being let out of prison, we're not going to leave those prisons empty. Like we're gonna put yeah. someone in those prisons, and I feel like these QAnon fucksticks don't realize it could be them. And those dumb dums are gonna end up in Guantanamo, and then Trump will get reelected, and his followers are gonna be like, "You're gonna re- you're gonna close down Guantanamo, right?" And he's gonna be like, "Nah,
1: man, well, I'll just keep
0: that for the next." Yeah. Can't expect me to do everything. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is there is no good side, America. That is, that is the, I think that is these, these people, it's going to be their ultimate undoing is yeah. believing in a version of America that cares about them. Like, yeah, that doesn't, that's, that is pipe dream shit. Like that is cult belief right there. So, I mean, yeah.
2: I believe that through sustained action and efforts, uh, and, uh, doing our part every day, um, that, uh, we can have the state that we deserve and and get the things that we want and, and need, mm-hmm. um, you know, improve the lives of people, because, you know, really at the, at the end of the day, the, the only sure defense against uh, nationalist uh, or uh, racially motivated violence is to ensure the material well-being of, of everybody all, yeah. all at once. And You're so in a cult,
0: work... too, bub. I'm in
2: the cults of, of a sunshine of and, and, and 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 trying to do the right of progressivism. I mean this I'm is in the way grad school
1: so. yeah no but this is the way I look at it though it's like I mean it, it, there's two options here right it's kind of like a, a black pilled nihilism and then there's you know seeing the system that we have and try and and seeing if you can affect change that way I understand people who are against electoral politics or being cynical and uh, of it and whatnot but I also look at it as like well you know what other options do we have? Yeah. You know, I feel like, like the smartest the thing, the Trump capital, said, what's that? The, the storm smartest storm the thing oh.
2: Trump said was, oh. <laughs> what have you got to lose by voting Trump? Because there's enough people who are just that much, just that much disengaged of like, yeah, I guess. So it's like Democrats, if you want to avoid this nightmare future, mm-hmm. give people money, give people resources, like, yeah. get, make okay. things better for people and they won't turn on you and yeah. try to kill you because guess what they tried to do on yeah. on on january 6th my wife's birthday we had a lovely day other than this whole thing uh-huh. they tried to kill fine they tried to kill pelosi they tried to kill find sign like if any of those people were there at the time they would have been captured what do you yeah. think of that 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 like that th- throwback to the michigan state house mm-hmm. raid where those people had plans to kidnap the governor and kill her. Yeah, You think that zip tied dude jumping down the, the Senate chambers, if he had conveniently found Nancy Pelosi, that she would not have been zip tied yeah. and dragged somewhere into a closet and then beaten to death. Like th- those people are coming for you Democrats yeah. and we have to do something about it because yeah. yes, they're horrible. Yes. Their motives don't make sense but like unless you can unless you can make a real case to Mm -hmm. america of like we're gonna improve your lives then this violence will not end
1: right because the only relationship that these people and i would say the majority of the american people have with the state with the government is television entertainment that's that's that is our relationship to it we don't see it working in our lives uh because of austerity uh because of like ideological conservatism and neoliberalism uh like what all we have is kind of like a a cultural uh connection to one side or the other and so if if your entire relationship with the government is that of like tv heroes and villains um then all you want to see is your villains vanquished and your heroes win. Yeah. And so, you know, there are people in the government who can affect material change in the lives of people. And to me, I've always said that the hard, the, you know, the hard right, the far right, the racist right is always going to be there. But the one thing that weakens them more than anything else is a strong, organized left. That pushes this country towards more equity towards more fucking uh you know uh, uh racial equality economic equality like fucking that makes a difference a material difference in their lives not just talk but actual movement and so you know the fucking you know the idea that we can get through the next four years by just you know talking about race but not doing anything about it or talking about you know access to healthcare without actually giving every man woman and child health care the, the the idea that that is going to carry us over uh these you know uh the this burgeoning this huge far right movement like you're you're living in a fucking fantasy world yeah. and you're literally you are setting up the fucking bowling pins to get knocked yeah. down i, by this is, this is I first, agree this is and also trying
0: that... to end this podcast is becoming yeah. my 1776
1: <laughs> okay like
0: i get it i like yes but do the we people out. get it Adam? him? No, that's why we're in the situation we're in, but the people do listening to get this it. get it. Right. Yeah. So, it's like like I don't I don't want to make look, this a 2-hour podcast look, explaining it, it is. how America we're, we're like, I, 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 I'm I just don't asking. either. I, I got to go golfing. Yeah. am I, right. I, I'm, I'm just like I'm just saying let's see what the military does next week. <laughs> and then we'll fucking go from there. Like, Hell yeah! Like, you want to have, have a uh, a follow up? Like I'll, episode I'll remind people. Like I reminded people last week, the events that happened at the Capitol are how Handmaid's Tale starts. Yeah. So, like, yeah. everything we're talking about now could be completely unimportant by next week because the Sons of Jacob will be in charge of the government <laughs> and building us uh, up toward Gilead. So sick. God damn. Do you want to have a
2: follow up episode next Friday? Sort gonna, of go over everything? I mean,
0: if the internet is still up and running, like there will be an a, a episode next week. Oh, um, yeah. I have a
2: few hours in the middle of the day. I like th- I like this dream team. This is a good, this is a dream team. Hell you yeah. You got the, dog. Y- 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 your Mike, you got your Matt, you got your Adam. I'm oh, sorry. My name is actually Mike, by the way. Um, just the most basic names in, the, in the English Danger. language.
1: Danger. Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: Look, until I run for office again. At that point, I do want to do an episode called uh, Farewell to Danger
0: or something like that.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: That's hot. So what do we have to plug before we get out of here? The next Unpops Live Zoom comedy show is this Friday with Connor McSpadden, Lori Kilmartin, Suba Agarwal, Sean White, Jeff May. I'm hosting. (gasps) And there is a musical performance from countless thousands. Yay. Uh,
2: so,
0: so tickets for that will be at unpopscomedy.eventbrite.com, and uh that's all I got to plug. Uh, Matt,
1: what do you got? What's up, everyone? <laughs> uh, me, uh, I I do a Sopranos podcast. It's a rewatch podcast called Pod Yourself a Gun, <laughs> and uh, we are about to start the fourth season of the show. We've had a lot of great guests and it's it's a soprano's rewatch podcast for people who don't take tv hella seriously like uh so you know fucking don't go in there and be like oh but you guys didn't talk about like the color schemes it's like (laughs) fuck you this is not about that it's about it's a show about titties and meat so yeah listen listen to pod yourself a gun and uh we've started live streaming the frotcast and that is uh on youtube or on twitch frotcast f-r-o-t-c-a-s-t on youtube
0: Danger. Do you have anything to plug? I don't think so. We should get out of here, right?
2: No, I I do actually. Countless Thousands just released a brand new album, Countless Thousands in the Triumph of Justice. Mm. It is the best thing we've ever made. We made it in our kitchens. It sounds so good. We're so proud of it. It It is our take on the American moment. So there's a lot going on in there. Uh, I think I could probably uh, beg Adam to play Solidarity Forever uh, from that album at the end of this episode. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Please go to Patreon.com slash Countless Thousands. Uh, Sign up to support us. We are writing a punk rock musical. If you you sign up, then you get our albums for all of our music for free. CountlessThousands.Bandcamp.com. Please check it out. Countless Thousands and the Triumph of Justice. Somebody said earlier, we just got a review in from somebody that said that this is the perfect album. It's like an
0: episode of Lord of the Rings, man. Minute, it, you, it, minute you think it's over just
2: yeah no, boots back no. up what what plug that i've done has ever been brief uh oh, whatever she said so she compared us to the perfect blend of thought and fury which made me very very
0: happy
1: oh yeah either
2: way yeah no it's good adam you stop cringing we're we're a good band buster and you you believe in us I i well, know probably I'm, more than anybody else
0: i know i know i just really want to end this podcast Matt has to golf. Don't you understand
1: that? I got to golf, dude. Matt's got to golf. Fine. All right. i got to (laughs) pee. I also have to pee. All
0: right. Let's get out of here. Danger. Say goodbye.
2: Believe in yourselves. Believe in America.
0: That's not what I asked. Goodbye. Matt, say goodbye.
1: All right. One more thing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.